This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Online at InThisLeague.com. Now, here's your hosts, Bogman and the Welsh. Welcome in, friends, to the In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Welsh. That is the Bogman. And this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Download the app today. Use the promo code ITL and get a 100% match up to 100 bucks. Get your free money. Get it today. And you can join us in a little bit of Pick'em and a little bit of Daily Drafts. we got an Underdog room in our GroupMe rooms, which you can join up. You can let us know if you use the promo code. We'll add you in there. Just so happen to have dropped a Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday, so I can't tell you, but I dropped a Wednesday underdog pick em, and I'm hoping to cash because I did cash one on the leading off show in a different platform. So I'm going to get back into my winning ways on underdog. So hopefully you guys do the same. Promo code ITL, promo code ITL. When you make your first deposit, download it today. Underdog Fantasy. We will even be doing a uh, best ball for the football. I actually checked in, by the way, on our best balls we did. I have a over 60% theoretical cash rate right now, Boggs, ah, on our best that. balls. All the best balls we ran on underdog, uh, over 60% of them are currently uh, slated for cash, cash money. Did you tell Strange. Dr. Strange that uh, just go ahead and pay you out that 60% right now? That's what I would like uh, because cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar, dollar, bills, dollar bills, y'all. That's what That's I'm all right. about. So That's you can correct. come and do that on football or uh, the bees. It's in the Bill of the Rights, I believe. So cream, yeah, get yeah. the money. I mean, it rules everything around me. Uh, Wu Tang, definite establishment. <laughs> De- definitely establishment <laughs> now. Like it's all. Unfortunately, the ones that love Wu Tang the most are you know close to AARP range. So. Have you seen the uh, the video of Steve Buscemi talking to Method Man about the Wu Tang Clan? He's like. Uh, he's like, I'm telling my son I get to work on a movie with you guys, but I, you know, I'm not a big music guy. So I was like, I'm not sure what they're called. I think it's the Poontang Clan. And he <laughs> and Method Man was dying laughing. Uh, he's like, man, I remember you from Airheads. That's where I remember you from talking to Steve Buscemi. So it was kind of a funny, you know, worlds collide right there. I love those the two Poontang worlds collide. Clan. I recently did that. Uh, I, I've, I want to do like this undertaking and I'll do it at some point. And I just have these little like spurts of them where I wanted to just like go back through and just listen to like everything certain artists had. And I did that one day with Wu-Tang when I was, I was doing some work and I went through like three or four of the albums or whatever. And uh, I didn't write anything. I'm trying to remember like what, which one there was one I didn't love great there work. You did. I didn't write anything down. I wrote anything uh, I was, down. I, was, I don't yeah. remember most <laughs> of it. Didn't pay attention to it. I didn't pay I attention, did. but yeah. um, there were great a couple work. albums I really liked one. I didn't, <laughs> I miss old dirty, you know, shout out yeah. to old dirty rest in peace. RIP <laughs> to old dirty. And that old, that song he did with slash. So, you know, all the great, all the great musical things uh, today on the episode though, it's not Wu-Tang clan, but cream does uh, rule everything around us. Cash, get the money. Dollar dollar bills. Y'all we have got, player debates it's a player debate day blind bogman plays, not player debates blind plays blind plays not player debates uh bogman has cooked up five blind plays to make me look like a big stupid idiot and That's that right, is dummy. his goal Can make get me you? look like the dumbest idiot on the planet We've got news and notes. We've got some uh, rookie stuff, of course, that's going on. And we have the tiniest of little ball bags. It's really embarrassing. It, enough that, like, we're shaming the ball bag. 
I mean, if should... it smacked against you, you wouldn't feel it. That's how small that ball bag is. So <laughs> no, not no, great. No. no boxers briefs. It doesn't matter with this tiny ball bag. It's not affecting anything. It's nothing. It no protection. No, you know, and yeah. it's it's three, and uh, it's it's very sad. And I will say, chopping block. <laughs> I lightly say chopping block to a ball bag, but um, we're close. Snipping, Another one of yeah. these. We're snipping snip this block. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You have until the all-star break. You have until the all-star break. All-star break. Call. It doesn't get better and consistent. It's snipped out. We're done. And we're, we're chopping off those 15, 20 minutes. We're giving a vasectomy to this podcast. If it doesn't get better here shortly. I mean, which, if it's just three people, I might as well just give those three people my phone number. And then I can just answer that question. 100%. Like, I mean, you probably easily find easier. it. You know what? Two of those three. You know what? Don't, don't. No, I know what you're about to do. Say, Two of those three and, have your phone number. That's it, okay. In. That's true. Yeah. So you, there's uh, not a lot of work to do. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I thought you were gonna say where to go get that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we don't need any of that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I could point them in the direction, but you I don't, don't, don't where. But I don't even remember where okay. it was. Well, it, I do, it wouldn't. But yeah, <laughs> you haven't changed your number yet. <laughs> no, no, I haven't changed my number. You've had that same number since I've known you. I think. Like the first phone so. you ever got? No. No way you had another number. Yeah, I did. I had two other numbers. But the, the reason why I have this like very memorable numerical number that I have is because they just shut off mine twice out of nowhere just for no reason. You want to know something like, crazy? Your number, besides mine and my wife's, the only other I could recite it right now if you want me to. Because it's so easy. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I have that is because they randomly shut my number off twice right after I got this phone and I had to call them from a different phone and be like, why is my phone not working? And they were like, Oh, uh, someone marked it in here to shut off. And then they gave me a different phone number. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had that one for like two weeks and then I had to call again cause they shut that one off. And this is not me not paying my bill. I don't know. Somebody just marked my account with something bad. I don't know what it was, but I called a, a second time and then like, all right, we're going to give you a brand new number. We're going to make it a good one. And it's never going to change again. And I haven't changed it since then. And that was like 2004. So 2004. Yeah, it's been like 20 years. I was about to yeah. say, you've at least had this number for like 20 years. It's the same one. So I, I recite yeah. it off the top of my head. So all we're saying is we're getting to the point where we'll just give you Bogman's number if you guys want with the amount of uh, interaction we're getting there. It's sad. It's, it's all the information that too. everybody wanted, you know. Uh, what I think is sad about it is there's a designation of like, oh, baseball's fading in some people's minds. You know, like the the Memorial Day weekend. I haven't really looked at our numbers, but like, oh, I don't want people to go away. Like, Let's look at it. Let's back. look at it Make as this. Again. Like, it's also like the beginning of summer for everybody. So maybe more people are traveling this week. Maybe dealing with their kids. You know, so we'll get we'll give you a week. All right, we'll take mm. one week. Week. You know, W E A K W E E K. Everyone we'll take gets one, one of those. Uh, but if we're not back up next week, yeah, snip, snip. Yeah. Like I said, it's a vasectomy to bang, the pot. Bang, if it's not better skeet. by uh all-star game, that's just that's what right. it is. So that's last warning. No more warnings. If you guys want the vasectomy, you will get it. You're gonna always get how baseball it. works. One warning and that's it. Or no warnings. If uh, the Phillies hit your player twice. So yeah, we were talking about this. That diamondbacks game was wild where Tori Lovello went nuts Corbin Carroll got hit twice and the world was about to explode. Who then proceeded, <laughs> by the way, to hit just the easiest triple that any, I mean, it, he makes it look, so, he makes triples look like the easiest thing on the planet. And then on top of it, JT Romito 
It's for the goddamn cycle in the seventeenth cycle game. in in the history of baseball for a catcher. The first one since two thousand four uh, for the Phillies. David Bell was the last guy to hit for one, and the first one in Chase Field since twenty twelve when Aaron Hill did it twice that year. Um, maybe three times. He might have done it three times. I think he did it at Chase twice, but uh, and I have the Aaron Hill cycle bobblehead that's I'm sure missing an arm somewhere because they always break. But didn't Aaron Hill uh, do that like twice in like a week? It was like in a two week period. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that he did that he hit two cycles. So uh, it's just a weird game. And the Phillies were up five to one when all of the the fight started. Tory gets tossed, and then Josh Rojas gets tossed from the bench uh, on the next play. Uh, or on the next uh, batter. Then Longoria hits a three-run homer. It was just a, a crazy game. And then, of course, uh, just got pounded last night. The D-backs have been hot. You know, 6-1 and one in the last seven. Not as hot as the A's, who are 7-0 and oh in their last seven mm. and just had their reverse um, boycott night or whatever. Yeah, you know, was that 27,000 people showed up with those. And, and, like, I love all the, the dumb people commenting on the picture. It's like, this still looks half full. Yeah, you know why it looks half full? Because you can fit fit 150,000 people in a football stadium, which is what they're playing in. It's not even a proper baseball stadium. They're yeah, the they last team off. to be playing in a football a stadium. They're the last team. Everybody to, else has their own stadium. I think it's supposed to be capped at like 34,000, but that place can fit like 80 or something. So they now have to like cap. fit. Like they've had, I think they had a WrestleMania there that no, for sure. They had a, no, no, I'm saying for baseball. I think they try to cap it like in like the 35, whatever it was. Yeah. They were nuts. They've been bonkers. Uh, you know, what was really weird too. Something has happened with Corbin Carroll. It like, he used to kind of have like a bigger, I've been around him. Like I see his personality and stuff like that. He's super like awkward. I don't know if you saw the interview after they did with him where, You could tell like he didn't want to talk about the situation and Grace, Mark Grace is talking to him like, hey, before I was first baseman, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, you know, what were you? Th- was it cool to have Lavello have your back? And he kind of smiled. And he was like, yeah, that was cool. You know, that's well, all he said, really I've, been thinking about, and, I've been thinking about what I'm going to say about it all night. Like, uh, you know, because he knew he was going to get asked about it. Right. And then, right. But, but then like they had another question and he was just like, yeah, this is kind of my statement. Like he's, I don't know. It, it's so odd because I think there's some big personalities well, on becoming that team. a superstar. And I think, you know, it's, uh, it's all happening real fast. I think they, so. I, you know what? I think you're right about that. Cause remember, you know, I was sat down with that dude in November where it's like, he was out here training, going to go watch Jordan Lawler at camp doing an autograph signing, doesn't have a contract, blah, 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 this and that. And in that period of time, he signed a, over, it was a hundred million dollar contract. He, the face of the organization he became, and he is one of the best players in baseball right now. He leads the NL, I believe in OPS. He is on track to be a 30, 30 guy. He's going to make the all-star game. It's really weird. And the MVP conversation, we did, we did a whole MVP conversation over on, um, uh, fantasy pros today with him. Uh, one question I had brought up to Boggs. I'm just curious about this. I said, I think Corbin Carroll is pacing himself out to maybe I could be wrong. And someone presented to me have the most dominant rookie fantasy season ever. Not like, I don't want to say dominant rookie season. Cause I know that you could go and maybe someone can make an argument. Maybe they're one in the same, but I was like, I think this is pacing out because let me look at his actual projections here and I'll, and I'll tell you the one person that we brought up. That was the only counter on. Well, can show. I guess who it was real quick? Uh, yes. Julio. 
from last no, year? No, it was not Julio. And Julio had a fantastic year, and that's one of those to consider. Uh, I mean, Julio's last year from a fantasy perspective was what? 30 homers, 20 stolen bases. Yeah, it was um, unbelievable. Awesome season. So Corbin Carroll right now is projecting out. And I do want to point out that Number one back, war in baseball, by the way, Corbin Carroll. That's why that's an insane thing. The all the projections, but bad. Like everybody had everything wrong about Corbin Carroll. I just want to point that out. If you remember, I can get. I'm going to get everything way, wrong. This the D-backs season. have the number one hitting war, the three and a half, and number uh, one pitching war, three point two in Gallon. Wow. By the way. Oh, Zach Gallon helps with that, and Merrill Kelly. Um, but the one thing I kept saying was like everything's wrong about Corbin Carroll. He's going to like lead the team in stolen bases. Blah blah. blah. So projections might still be light. He currently four, uh, 14 homers, 19 stolen bases as we're doing this with a 313 average. Projections on the bat X say 13 more homers, 17 more stolen bases, and a 277 average. So that's 27 homers and 36 stolen bases. So that is a 25-35 season. Let's say he plays up a little bit like he is now, and he is a 290 hitter with you know 30 homers and 40 stolen bases his run totals are essentially 100 and RBIs are at 80 so let's say he's 30 40 100 and 290 with 90 RBI so those are kind of the numbers we're working off of those are bigger numbers than Bobby Witt and what Julio did last year and I was trying to say who else has ever had as big of a season. Now, Joe brought up a good point. Two rookies actually won MVP in their rookie seasons. And the, the comparable guy was not Julio, but was a Mariner, Ichiro. Ichiro in his rookie season had eight homers, but 56 stolen bases, hit like 350, had 127 runs. So the eliteness was batting average stolen bases and runs. Those were insane numbers, not just good, insane numbers. Someone could probably calculate it, but like, is that better than Corbin being a 30, 40, close to 300, 100, 100 guy? Um, I don't think so because Ichiro came over from a professional league already. I mean, well, you I, know, no, I agree so. with that, but I'm saying from just a pure fantasy standpoint for a second not like because i think we can make arguments of the most impactful because if corbin does that and you compare it to ichiro who was already a professional baseball player and had a career like we can make an argument that carol's is more impressive but even from like a categorical you know if if corbin goes 30 40 with 100 runs close to 100 rbi and close to 300 is that better than 127 runs 56 stolen bases and a three whatever batting he only had eight homers and like 60 RBI uh, Ichiro did. Do you think that would make Carol the most impactful fantasy rookie of all time? Um, Man, that's a good question. Uh, it's hard to say. I would say probably yes, because, you know, Ichiro is doing that. You know, those numbers are amazing, but also when everybody around him was doing steroids, it's probably less impactful uh, than what Corbin is doing, not on juice. You know, I, mean, I don't think fantasy, Ichiro isn't like on juice. I'm just saying... You know, uh, the numbers, the, the numbers were higher in Ichiro's era anyway. So I think Corbin would be more impactful because he's doing it now. So yeah, that, that's, but, but also that's it's all five saying. categories. That's the other thing I'm saying. It's like, it's five categories with maybe four being close to elite 
one being off of it. And I just like going through like Alex Rodriguez didn't have it. Barry Bonds in his rookie year had 16 homers with 36 stolen bases. Like, That's actually this, impressive. This is from, I think, 2019. So it's leaving out the most recent rookie seasons, but it's showing best rookie season of all time. And Mike Trout hit 326 with 30 homers and 49 stolen bases with 83 RBI and 129 runs. Like, was that, that his is, rookie year? I was tw- well, it says rookie season. Mm-hmm. Because if that is MLB then- rookie seasons of all time, I know that, uh, like he, um, because that played- ends the conversation if that's if that was actually his numbers. He played now, nah, see, he played 40 games in 2000, but isn't the isn't it 50? Ooh, 123 at bats. It's he 150 had in 2011, at bats, right? or is it, it is 130 at bats? Okay, yeah, so that would be his rookie season. So that's okay. Still- the best rookie no, so that's ever. the one. If that actually does count, yeah, you know what? Because he was rookie of the year and he won, or he was second in MVP voting. Okay, so 30 homers, 40. So this is the guy. So never mind. So that that ends that. This is the number. But let me throw this out here for a second, Boggs. It's not out of the realm of possibility Corbett Carroll could put up these numbers. Look at these numbers. Yeah. 30 homers, 49 RBI, 129 runs, 83 RBI with a 326 batting average. If Corbin were to get better in the second half, he could come within a 90, 85% to 90% of this, but that is the most impactful hands down rookie of the year. I'm glad you found trout there. Look at some of these rookie seasons. Cause they have uh, Dwight Gooden as uh fourth on this list. Cause his war was 5.5. His rookie season. Uh, he and had Carol two, has a three and a half in June. He had 276 strikeouts over 200 uh, in 18 innings pitched with a 2.6 ERA and a 107 WHIP. Um, who is this? Carlton F- or Fred Lynn? Excuse me. Had Fred Lynn was uh, the MVP. That was the other one that we talked about on the podcast. It was Fred Lynn and each. He was 21 homers MVP. and 10 stolen bases. He did hit 331. He had 75 extra base hits. 21 of them were homers. 105 over 100 RBI and runs. Uh, who is this? Mark Fidrick had. Um, Wow, 250 innings. He was 19 and nine, but only 97 strikeouts. That's weird. The other one um, we found out was Francisco Valenzuela had won Cy Young in his rookie year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. We're talking about some historic rookie seasons. Mark McGuire hit 49 bombs in his rookie season, and like you know, yeah. Uh, it that was uh yeah with the A's. Uh, Shohei. Shohei. How about Shohei's rookie season? 22 homers, 10 stolen bases, hit 285 but also had uh, 63 strikeouts over 51 innings and uh, 10 games started. That was pretty, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And that's kind yeah, of, it's the- interesting like this rabbit hole of going down all these rookie seasons that were super yeah. impressive and everything, but Corbel Corbin, Carroll, Corbel uh, um, Corbin, Carroll is in that list of those great rookie guys in, you know, just what everybody wanted. Come here and listen to us talk about the diamond. Oh yeah. This is the most like eye rolly to anyone that doesn't (laughs) love the conversations we have. This is a brutal one for people, (laughs) but yeah, no, weirdly enough, if the pace continues, we actually have the marker for where he's going. And it's that trout rookie season. You know, this is he, anything could come down and we don't want to say like, you know, there's some chase rate stuff with him and, you know, he can go through some cold spells and whatever. But I mean, the guy's hitting 313 projections have him going down to 260. If he doesn't go down to 260, he's not only surpassed Bobby Witt's not even a conversation here. He's he's almost put up. Corbin Carroll's almost put up Bobby Witt's last season numbers by the all star break. He will the guys who had 14 homers and whatever stolen bases. 
it is looking more in line to look like a Mike Trout season than it is anything else. Because if the guy is like 16 and 25 by the all-star break, you're legit are looking closer to that Mike Trout season. That's how crazy it is. And thank God I got some rookie of the year voting in there. And sorry if you guys had to deal with that. It was just an interesting conversation <laughs> in it, but it hey, is. you know what? Every single day on uh, fantasy pros, I get people thanking me for the Corbin Carroll stuff. Great. I'm glad you guys bit off of it and keep that in your brain when I screw up something else and something else goes <laughs> awry, but he has been awesome. And the bench has almost lost their mind when he got hit. I mean, that is what took Lavello to lose well, his twice. mind. Was getting that, hit that's twice. the thing. The second one was like a little graze on the hand. But. Yeah, but it's, it's the hand, it's the wrist. That's the stuff that'll screw you up uh, yeah. for a long time. So no, yeah, I mean, absolutely true. Uh, you got, got to protect your guy and that's all Tory was doing. And, and I understand like, uh, you know, Rob Thompson saying he didn't like him talking to real Muto, but real Muto started that. And I remember there was one, um, there was a game where Tory got tosses against the Cardinals and um, Yadier Molina was catching and you could read Tory's lips and he kept pointing at Yadier because there was different strike zones for the Cardinals and for the Diamondbacks. That's what he was mad about and obviously got tossed. But he kept pointing at Yadier and saying, that mother got uh, a strike six inches out. Why are you giving that mother uh, six inches? And Yadier was like, hey. You can't keep calling me that, you know, <laughs> and Yachty got in his face and, and then Tori like stuck his hands up and you can read his lips. He's going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, like I'm not meaning you in this endearing. I, you're I mean, you're a figurative mother. Why are you yeah. giving anybody else six extra inches? Yeah. That's, that's this, is rhetorical. this is rhetorical. This is rhetorical. Come on, Yachty, come on. So. But it's yeah, like, exactly. uh, you know, I get it. I get why Yachty would take offense to that. Uh, same thing with your real Muto, you know. We're not trying to hit your guy on purpose. I get it, but it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you can't throw inside. Don't throw inside. So, yeah, it's fun to talk about, and hopefully it uh, continues. Um, and looks a lot less. We had, there were some prospects, by the way, of throwing out that I might have been going to Seattle, and that kind of went away. And I'm like, dang mm. it, dang it. Like, <laughs> how nice would that have been if I was out there for the All-Star game, Futures game, all that type of stuff? But it went from like a 40, 60 to probably down to I'm like gonna a hunt down Corbin Carroll if, if if I uh, if I do go I still gotta figure all the plans out with my buddy but if I do go I'm gonna find Corbin Carroll I'm gonna be like all right Corbin say in the camera the Welsh sucks let's go He'll be uh, like <laughs> I've been thinking about how I'm gonna say this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's gotten muted yeah it, definitely money has gotten something to it all right let's talk about other things because I know you guys want to though we do want to remind you check us out in this league.com that is the Patreon dynasty prospect list yes maybe you can also get I'm my maybe? initial first year player ranks out of the upcoming draft i've got 25 listed up for fantasy i'll be doing a lot more yeah, gonna be doing some more episodes pitcher, as well right? is it is he from paul Skeens? Skeens? oh he'll be number he's yeah, number yeah. two paul Skeens is a monster but dylan cruz is cruz, uh, cruz. That's right. completely well both lsu though yeah okay. it's really both nuts LSU. yeah i mean and i have even like where I think I'm going to initially rank them in the range is available as well. And those are my number one and two. And, you know, you could argue not having a pitcher there, but I just think Paul Skeens is like a completely never le another level, but you got dynasty prospect that you got football ranks that are up there. We try to do cool stuff. We've also got the group me room. So if you guys want to, if you want the stuff, there's the stuff. If you want to support us even better, just do it at in this league.com. Go and check out the Patreon today. That's how you can be a part of, uh, you know, when we do drafts or doing mock drafts for football, We'll probably be doing some baseball stuff as well. Might even do 
play around with like a second half thing for baseball, like around the all-star break, you know, the second half drafts and stuff like that. We might play around We're with something like that. We're doing that like for that. the home league. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. That's part of the home league is we, I completely forgot about that. That yeah. Redraft baby. Yeah. yeah. I forgot that's a redraft. So we might do something like that um, with ITL, but it'll be on the Patreon. So join up in this league.com today marked. Luis Matos coming to the majors. We actually did a whole segment on rates and barrels Tuesday morning uh, or yeah, I think it was Tuesday morning. And then like three hours later, Luis Matos got called up to the majors. We were speculating on how he had been performing and where the giants were going. And then the giants had injuries. I think a Hanager broke yeah. fractured is something fractures. I hit got hit by uh Jack Flaherty pitch on his forearm fractured forearm. Going to miss yep. some time. So. And that changed everything, which then brought up Luis Matos, who had been killing it. And I know I've said this in multiple places, but dude, I don't know if you saw this, Boggs. He went from double A. He was in the AFL last year, was one of the best hitters, destroyed double A, called up to triple A. At triple A, he had a under 7% strikeout rate, which is Jeez. crazy. He was hit. He, I think he was close to a 15-15 guy in the minor so far. Maybe it was like 10-15. He just... He makes hitting look easy. I don't personally know if there's like a monster fantasy impact player. Like this isn't Corbin Carroll, even though he's been playing like him in the minors. I think he's a good points leagues guy. I think he's somewhere between a 15-15 player. Maybe that's 12-18 homer to stolen bases. Maybe he hits the 20s. I think that's kind of the max. Um, I do think, I just, I don't know if the offense is as big at the major league level. But he made his major league debut and he got a hit. Also, they hit him too. Right yeah. out the gate, hit him too. And he got his first major league single. Major league hit is underway. They then took him out in the seventh for Conforto. They pinch hit and Conforto ended up going 0 for 2 with a strikeout. So good call. But not only did they bring him up, but they put him in center field and hit him too was wildly impressive. And I think that says a lot about like where they are going to view him uh, future go. And I kind of think this is a here to stay thing. Maybe I'm being weird about it, but I know they got Conforto. I know they got Jock. You got Yastrzemski, but I think he is hands down the best center fielder of all of them. I kind of think he's here to stay for quite a bit. Um, I mean, you know, he's definitely going to have a shot to make his case. That's for sure. Because yeah, because what's going to be four to six weeks or I would for- assume. At least until after the all-star break, right? So uh, he's at least going to have a shot to make his case. So yeah, worthy of an ad right now uh, just to see where he goes, right? Stremski, I mean, he had a good day today. He just kind of stinks in general. I'm not about him. You got the DH spot. Uh, I know they were putting Crybaby there, but I mean, I guess, you know, Hanager comes back, it puts a big wrinkle in all of it. But I think you bring bring Amatos up for this specific reason. You know, he, he doesn't walk a ton, but he doesn't strike out a bunch. He makes contact. The quality of contact is interesting and in what that's going to be. He can steal some bases. He's a great top of the order guy. And they didn't screw around. This didn't screw around at all. Boom, you're hitting two. Take it. And I think that definitely makes him worth a like a 12 team ad. I don't know about 10. And, you know, I don't know if it would be at the expense of anybody. Somebody brought this up to me the other day. They said, Can I get rid of Ian Happ? Like Ian Happ stinks and I'm sick of him. And then he got hurt. I would have dropped Ian Happ to pick up Luis Matos. I would have been totally Mr. Smiley himself. Yeah, smiles. I would have dropped him for Matos to speculate. This is speculating season, man. 
Yeah, I mean, I think didn't that guy say he's like in a regular twelve man? Like, I think that's okay. Yeah, there. It, but like, Ian Happ's not like, probably not. He's not terrible. You know, he's hitting two sixty two, but five homers and five stolen bases with twenty three runs, twenty seven RBI. It's unimpressive. That's for sure. Yeah, it's just so, it's not like you have to hold. Like Ian right. Happ has got a better track record and stuff like that. But you know, Matos, Matos is probably at best a good four category player at like baseline probably like three you know two and a half to three like he could hit decent average you hope he could steal some bases score some runs homers and rbi might be the question if he hits two he's not in the best rbi spot but maybe they lead him off who knows but so you know i would uh i would make that investment on him we get to see his major league debut this led to me thinking because i know you guys are always on this you probably could guess these names but the who's coming next crowd you know there's a couple players that exist in the uh who's coming next and i know i've talked about this so i figure what we do is we just take a look real quick on how some of them performed recently so on the pitching side i think there's two obvious well actually there's a third that i'm going to throw in there because of his performance today but three pitchers for the coming up soon spot i'm gonna bring him up brandon fought i'm only gonna bring him up for this reason though boggs brandon fought his last start He's actually been pretty decent since he's been done. He's had three starts with Gotta be better than Reno. Zach Davies. Yeah, Zach Davies was trash. He had one start where he only went three innings, only struck out one, walked one, gave up two earned runs. That was his first one. Then he pitches on the seventh, goes four, strikes out four, but walked three, gave up two. His last outing, though, struck out 10, walked none, and went five and two thirds. Huge start. So in AAA, he's at a three and a half ERA, 15 strikeouts over 12 and two thirds, only walked for that last start. He had everything going again. I think that's going to, I think we're going to see fought back soon. The Diamondbacks are struggling <clears throat> their ass off, their ass off um, with their like start, like early starters in bullpen. You're giving me a look, but I'm saying like Tommy Henry, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, best record in the back. National League. They're, they're, no, they're not doing that bad. But they but keep yeah, coming look, back. They come back because these guys give up five. They're runs. inconsistent. Like Ryan Nelson has actually been okay. Like he can't come out of the rotation. He's right been now. all He's right. Been pitching. Tommy He's Henry. been pitching fine. But but Tommy Henry is like an aberration. Like everyone, you know, we got asked all about Tommy Henry two weeks ago. And, you know, uh, Said he no. was the reason we were down five to one in that game where Carroll got hit twice, right? And then Zach Davies just got uh, Zach Davies was so good last night that Josh Rojas got a chance to pitch at the end of the game. So, like, that's how my point uh, is that there's been, been inconsistencies yeah. outside of, outside of Gallon and and Merle. There's inconsistencies that I don't think with what's gone on with Fought. If he strings together another one, I think he could come back soon. Do I think it's going to be great? I don't know about that anymore. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll finish what you were saying. I'm going to pull up his uh, what the game feed looked like in this last start, because that that is incredibly encouraging to see that start. But you've needed more. And he hasn't gone deep into games, which I kind of don't like. So I don't know what the Diamondbacks are actually looking out of him. Out for uh, him. Yeah, I mean, Fod, Fod makes me nervous, man. He just like he's just so all over the place. I can't tell what I'm going to get. In a start from him. So if that has changed, then sure. Uh, you know, uh, because he did lead the league, the minor leagues in strikeouts last year. So like, you know, the talents there, it's just straightening it out. So, um, 
there are spots. There's enough spots for him. So let's get him up. Yeah. Well, that like after the Davies, that's like what I'm alluding to is like, yeah. I just don't think any of those other yeah, guys Davies have anything locked together. Down. A couple crap, more crap starts and fought stays hot. Also, yeah, Tommy I Henry. Mean, yeah, I mean, guys, yeah, Tommy Henry just to, Tommy Henry is building a house on quicksand is what I feel like. Like 91. You just can't live there in the bigs and, and expect to have success without unbelievable Greg Maddox control. So, so this is what you like to see. This is encouraging. Brandon fought in this last start, 59% fastball. Love to see that. He had a 34% whiff rate. He had 10 whiffs off the fastball. What you also like to see is at least there was some swinging going outside of the zone on that thing as well. 22%, um, 75% in the zone. He had eight called strikes on it as well as a 33% CSW. He threw a sweeper 21% of the time with a 45% whiff rate, 42% outside the zone swing. That is AAA though. He also threw the changeup 13%. I'm dying to see more of that. And seven curveballs. Every single pitch had a 33 or higher percent CSW on it in his last start. Now it is against one team, blah, blah, blah. But you've wanted to see the pitch mix change in him overall be more effective. So he is not what he was before. No doubt about that. But at least he was getting these pitches in the zone. Uh, 58% zone percentage on the changeup, 40 on the, the sweeper. He couldn't throw those things at the major leagues. Yeah, to, I mean, look, a strike. If, if he can throw those as consistent strikes, he can be a really good pitcher. It was just the, you know, the only thing that he could get across was the fastball that wasn't, it seemed to lose a little bit of its pep uh, when he got to the bigs, I don't know yeah. if that's the difference in the ball or the elevation or the ballpark or whatever, but it just looked, he looked like a different guy. Uh, so, well, what's so um, weird about that yeah. too, is the, the, the theoretical study, I guess you want, but like we talked about this on rates and barrels is that the higher elevations actually should take off of the stuff. It should take yeah. down the velo and the spin. It should take off of the stuff, but there's gotta stuff be some with the ball then. I, I but mean, well, but know. there's also a, there's a big adjustment from triple a hitters to double a oh, hitters. Of course. But 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 I throw, there's not a big adjustment to the strike zone. Strike zone should be the same. So <laughs> very, very well said. Yeah, very, I mean, very well you said. know, uh, you got to got to be able to throw those for strikes. And they weren't like they're not even close to strikes. That was a thing. And, and, and that could have been nerves too, like a lot of that. So maybe when he comes back up, you know, he's not as nervous. He's been here before. So what's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to suck and they send him back down. Like maybe he's, you know, a little more calm, you know, uh, a little more cool, calm and collected. When he comes back up and and we see that from a lot of guys that come up the first time they're overwhelmed, they go back down, they come back up and now they're good. So, yeah, you know, well, even the Mike Trout we talked about his rookie, you know, his non rookie season to his actual rookie season went from a guy that couldn't get on the field all the time to an MVP. So, yeah, you know, and what I wanted to see most was I want to see like mixed changes. I want to see him trying some other stuff because it didn't work here. And that's, it's good. So that's a guy that could be coming soon. He might be worth. The number one pitching prospect in baseball, Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams has gone up to AAA. He has, God, he's got a litany of them. Was that eight start, nine starts in AAA? Last month, he was bonkers, 270 RA, 36 strikeouts in 26 innings, three starts so far this month. Hasn't been as good, a 4 5 ERA. His strikeouts, his walks have been up a little bit. Um, he's had a four walk game, a three walk game. He's gone five and four, uh, two of the three games five strikeouts. Uh, one of them was a nine. His last start, which is today as we're recording this, 
when I look at the pitch mix marker, 60% fastball, it's 20% slider, 17% curveball. He had only a 22% whiff rate. The best was the curveball at 43%. And his CSW was only 26%. And his two lowest pitches have the high CSW percentage. So he's, he's just still kind of like going through a thing, you know, as this whole process is happening. Um, there wasn't a lot of outside the zone swing, a little bit more on the fastball, but the secondaries weren't getting it. But this is like the guy. This is the guy if the Guardians decide to make a move. And then the other one I'm going to throw at you, Boggs, Ben Brown. So Ben Brown, I had somebody uh, tweet me about free Ben Brown they need on the old sign that I had with Brandon Fott that should have been burned. And <laughs> Ben Brown just had 17 swing and whiffs today. Huge game. I think it was 11 strikeouts. Mainly fastball slider guy, but they're big, big pitches. 55% fastball, 38% CSW, 35% slider, 33% CSW, and had a 44% whiff rate on the slider. He has had a monstrous rise so far uh, on the minor league season as well. Two and a half ERA, I think not counting this game, and he's gone two levels. Ben Brown's a guy that could be up soon. So Gavin Williams, Brandon Fott, Ben Brown, those are your pitchers. I don't know if you have a, like the problem with all of this is like, you know, Fott has been the diciest. Gavin Williams the best, but where does he fit? If you were speculating, is there one guy that you would try to speculate on now? Probably Brown. I mean, you know, uh, who's keeping him away? Hayden Wisniewski, right? Like, no. uh, I don't know. I think he could probably take his spot. Uh, Tyon has not looked good in his 11 starts. His uh, Sierra's around, you know, over four and a half. His ERA is up over 6.7. Uh, so, He's looked bad. Uh, probably not taken. You know, obviously, Stroman has been amazing. Um, and then uh, Drew Smiley's been pretty good. Probably not taking their spots, but that's potential three spots open. The other yeah. two spots, it's like Davies has to string some bad ones together. Someone for Cleveland has to be bad for a little bit. So I don't know. I think Brown probably has the most likely chance of coming up soon. So on the hitter front, three guys to take a look at. Obviously, I'll always say Christian Encarnacion Strand, who's hitting 372 in June after hitting 327 in May and hitting 448 in April. There's not much more he has to prove. He is up to 17 homers in only 185 at bats. He is one homer off the leader in the minors. And he has the least at bats of any player. The The second least is 192 for a 26-year-old who has 17. The guys that have 18 all have essentially 200 plus at bats. I mean, his power potential has been insane. Also, of all those guys, best batting average of any player, any player in the minor leagues with 15 or more homers, nobody has even close to as good of a batting average as Edwin Encarnacion Strand. So he is... Christian. In Carnassia, Christian, Strand. I said Edwin. Yeah. Of course, you did I say did. Edwin. I did. Um, it's the the one true one. Uh, real quick, just the other two. I'm going to throw out Colton Kowser, 327 batting average, uh, eight homers, five stolen bases, hitting 294 in June, and he's already at his stuff. I think he has um, same amount of walks, seven as strikeouts, and Jordan Westberg also with the Orioles, 296, but 17 homers as well. He has been. One of my favorites all year, though Gunner is starting to pick it back up, so it takes it off. He's hitting 225 in June, but he just hit 300. Those are my top three hitters to pick up right now that should be coming up soon. Uh, I mean, the Orioles guys, I'm I'm all about. CES, it's like it's just tough because you have 
Uh, Steer is playing first, and he's been good. Uh, Ellie is at third, and yeah. Will Myers is in a rehab assignment right now, and he's going to come up and, you know, uh, first and outfield is his spot as well. So it's just it's hard to see where CES fits in, even though he is he has nothing to prove. There's just he can, nothing else to yeah, do. There's no, there's nothing reason. for him to do. So my, yeah. I mean, bring him up and put him on the bench. I'm fine with that. Like DA well, he, DH him, just whatever. DH him. He's got nothing to do there. Like, uh, at a triple a he's crushing it. So yeah, if you leave him down there, you're just kind of wasting him. So at least give him some bench at bats, but then it's, you know, so, so the Orioles guys I'm on CES, you know, I, well, I think the Orioles have a similar situation. I think it's my order of CES. Then I used to say Westberg, but because Gunner's back up, Mateo's played. Okay. They've got Ortiz. I don't know if they push him, but Kowser seems like though they do have outfield options there. Kowser, I think they have to make a 40 man move for, but we're also getting to the point of like, what are we doing? Like he's I mean, hitting pretty 27 Aaron Hicks, play. who you just added. I mean, whatever, hundred you know? percent. you can get rid of him and get him up. So those are, if you're speculating, uh, there's, you know, the other fun guys are starting to get at double a. I just also want to point out Ryan bliss for the Arizona diamondbacks is tied for the most hits in all of baseball. And he's at double a right now He's a short starts up second baseman. He has 80 hits him and Ronnie Mauricio Mauricio actually would have got the call up, but he hurt his ankle. So we don't know what's going on. Also Colt Keith is a guy that I think could, even move up from double A AA to triple A if the Tigers are looking for some offense or have some injuries. So just a, you know, litany of names for you guys to think on way longer than I thought we would do, but that's, you know, the rookie stuff is exciting. All right. Gunner been white hot, moved to the top of the lineup and then hit a grand slam on Tuesday. He was in my trade video. Thank you very much. Might've even been too late. I, I don't know if actually it was last week or this week, but uh, Gunner is on a thing right now and you kind of want to be on that thing. You know, what's funny is I got uh, a text today uh, from our, our boy, Chatty, and um, I'm just thinking of, of your trade video and stuff. Uh, Zinke had an article about trading Ellie De La Cruz and, and uh, for oh. Yahoo. And I was like, look, you know, I think for, for uh, people who have been doing it for a long time or people in the industry, it's kind of obvious you trade guys it when, is. They're, it is. when they're hot. You know what I mean? So I just, you know just made me think of that so the the funny the funny thing is the problem is is like people just don't want to hear it and the logic of it because it sounds when, when you say it like hot. Yeah. but yeah when you say it you're just like oh just get out because he's gonna fail so then people want to be like f you he didn't fail look and then they get mad and it's just like well no for me i think the context is always it's like take advantage of the spots and places that want to overpay if not enjoy the ride man he's he's awesome he cashed a a, a price pick thing i did on fantasy pros yeah. yesterday for over stolen bases and stuff like I mean, that. Like he's, but, he's great. But the three best times to trade a guy right before he comes up to the bigs. Yep. Right after he comes up to the bigs and is awesome. And then right after an amazing rookie season, like those are the best three times to trade a guy. So that is, you know, it's just about maximizing and on the your, inverse, you know, options here on the inverse. It, the best times are early struggles for rookies to buy. It yep. doesn't always work out. Joe Adell, Jared Kelnick is kind of up, up to debate. Torkelson. You buy him. Yeah. But Riley green was at the beginning of this year into last year. Gunnar Henderson from a dynasty perspective, it's always been pretty obvious from a redraft. It hasn't been. And it's awesome to see the bounce back. He is a absolute must roster. If you can get him cheap right now, I'm definitely into it. Dude, uh, show was traded for like, Roy Oswalt, the corpse of Roy Oswalt or something, you know, in, in one of my home leagues when he came up and struggled like that's that's yeah. the time. So Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Shohei Otani, AL lead in homers now with 20. I don't even think I realized that. I didn't realize that yeah. he had got up to the AL lead. That's crazy. <laughs> 
it was like a week where it's like every at bat was a homer from Otani. Yeah. It's like Jesus. God, uh, you know, you know what's crazy? Got to give it credit to the young boost. We're not even talking about Otani. It's Carol and Ellie. That's what everybody's talking about. Gunner's picking back up. That's all we just expect about. it. Then that's yeah. yeah, that's what it is. You just expect Otani to be good, and then when he's good, people are like, yeah, okay, so he's leading the league and uh, yep. homers. But they had to make a plan because he's getting tired. Well, yeah, he's doing literally everything for that team. He's pitching for them. He's hitting for them, leading the whole league in homers. Like, Otani is just like, and that's, you know, I know you and Joe have gone back and forth on the potential Otani trades and stuff, and he says you have to trade. We haven't done that o- in a while. But yeah, yeah I mean, well, I, I know you guys have talked about it. but Yeah, I mean, he's like, know, he's going to get traded, and I just don't think he's going to. But Yeah, I just think it's so hard to trade someone like him because we've never had a player like him get traded. So what can possibly be fair compensation we don't know and i wouldn't be shocked if the angels are asking for what teams would consider to be way too much as to get should. him so yeah. you know it's it, just gonna be hard to trade so i that's why i'm kind of like yeah. i don't even know what a deal would look like so I, I i would err on the side if he doesn't get traded i haven't even looked either what like the al mvp odds look like because acuna's got it and the minus money on nl i would imagine he's got to still Otani's got to be up there. I mean, Judge isn't in, in. I don't even know who else is in competition. This is, seems like a runaway for Otani. Yeah, except I mean, as gonna long be, as he stays in the AL, yeah, this is gonna be one of those nightmare things, though, where it's like you know he's just on a trash team and gonna run away with it. So um, I, I just don't know. Like like Wander's been fun. Shane McClanahan, Cy Young, that type of stuff. Uh, Eloy still out on Tuesday. Have we looked at the MLB lineups? Is he back today? He just like. He they don't play till late late tonight. So uh, sometimes they know. post. They're, they're playing in look. L.A. Let's no, see. It LA. is. Yeah, yeah. None of those are posted yet. So we don't know. Hopefully he'll be back. That stinks with the injury stuff. Aaron Boone said that the Yankees are not considering optioning Anthony Volpe. There's a story out there about him recognizing kind of a, an adjustment and change in his batting stance. Now, I saw it was like he was with Austin Wells and a couple guys or whatever, but that might have been a trolley thing. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm still in, and I said it on pros today or yesterday as you're listening to this. When I see guys put up, when I see a guy that I believe is a better hitter than they are, they are, especially a rookie who's going through a thing, and I see them put up big counting stats while struggling, it gets me warm inside at the thought of when they get going. Nine <laughs> homers, like 16 stolen bases. He's doing that while hitting under 200. What happens when he gets going? It's just like the minor leagues. Now you could say it doesn't look like he's going to get going, but this happened last year in the minors and he hit like 280, 290 the rest of the way through. If he finds that adjustment, but we just say works, dynasty boom. leagues, go trade for him now, you yeah, know, uh, go trade for him body. now while he's struggling and he's not getting sent down. So he's eating up a roster spot for someone if they're not starting. Him. And if so. he's cut in redraft, I think I, I try to pick him up and hold because the stolen bases are like really key. So I, I'm into that uh, on the trade market because it's starting to heat up a little bit. Royals said they have no interest in trading Salvi Perez. Why? So I don't know what the hell else they're going to trade. So yeah, why? Like they're the Royals are terrible. Salvi is an old vet. Like, why are you not interested in at least listening? Or is yeah. this the old, you know, three-dimensional chess where it's like we have no it's like the south park you know uh cartman buys the theme park and makes the commercial that says you can't come like is that and then everybody wants to go to it like is that what the royals are trying to do with salvi Perez? you can't have him we're not even interested in trading for him 
Like, is that what they're trying to do? I just don't understand why. I just don't know what else they're going to trade. They're going to trade Chapman and Barlow, and then they're done. And then they're like, okay, so do the same next year. <laughs> I think it's it's silly. Um, the only thing that Troy Lovello has done wrong so far this year is his love of Carson Kelly. Carson Kelly came back from injury, played two straight games, benching Gabby Moreno, and now says it'll be an even split. It's the dumbest bull. Well, he said it was going to be an even split to start, and then Ke Kelly got the first two games. And I know Moreno hit a little bit of a wall. Uh, recently he's been struggling better in every facet of the game though. Yeah, I think so too. So I don't, uh, I don't get it. doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, the second game that Carson Kelly started this year was the first time we had a really, uh, position player throwing in relief. So, you know, that's also Davies not being good, but, uh, doesn't the best make team in the NL also has been on the back of Gabriel Moreno. So just pointing that out. Right. Uh, Jose Quintana rehab assignment on Tuesday, been out for a while. Rangers called up Owen white. Them things got lit up a little bit. Two innings, three earned runs, two strikeouts. I'm not the biggest Owen White guy. I think there's a lot of pitchers that are out there that are going to be toying around with the bullpen stuff. We got the report of Yuri Perez in that the Marlins are going to cap him and they don't know what their plan is. And that kind of got dirtier with uh, Trevor Rogers going on the IL. Yeah. But you got a lot of these guys, AJ Smith Shaver, uh, Yuri Perez what outside of Hunter Brown, like I just don't know what the hell the rest of these guys are going to do. Tanner Bybee, Slocan Allens. You do worry that some of these teams are less are willing to bullpen. suffer through bad pitching. Like uh, they're, but no, but I'm also saying the, the, the struggle of innings pitch. Like I think you're going to get a lot of these Owen white, like two inning pitched from yeah. rookie pitchers, which is going to piss everybody off. Well, if they're bringing up those guys, cause didn't, isn't Owen white, like crazy young, uh, no, no, AJ Smith Shaver was the one that was 20 years he's old. 20. He yeah. Yeah. Young. Yeah. So, so for, for guys like that, or guys that have little experience or guys that you are genuinely shocked, get called up, probably going to have pretty big limits, but even yeah. the guys that you aren't shocked coming up, you know, it's just, you don't want to too many injuries, man. Uh, we've suffered through Tommy John too many times to not have any cap. So it's not a surprise when teams do this. No cap, no cap. Where are we? Uh, Harrison Bader expected to return on the aisle on Friday. Joey Gallo, Matt Veerling, both activated on Monday. Other injury things. Jazz Chisholm told reporters on Monday that he's going to undergo surgery in the off season for turf toe. He's still hoping to come back at the end of June. So those two things don't really work out well. I would expect those stolen base numbers are going to be affected if he's going to be having a to turf toe surgery in the off season. So I'm not optimistic about the running. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is not going to even start baseball activities for three weeks, which yeah. stinks. It stinks. Hanniger suffered that uh, forearm thing we talked about. John Gray was scratched on Tuesday because of a blister. So thank God, blister God. Max Muncie missed Tuesday with a hamstring strain. Ryan Mountcastle was placed on the IL, as was Brandon Belt. And then uh, a couple others, Marcelo Zuna was hit on the wrist on Monday. I believe he was back in on Wednesday. Jeremy oh, Pena yeah, they, missed Tuesday with an illness. And then I told you Trevor Rogers. Um, well, he was eligible, but then he got placed on the 60 day. So, yeah. Well, then that was just like a, um, that was just like a, you know, basic mechanical thing that they did to get an extra spot open on the roster. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Cueto is doing a rehab assignment. So that actually might be the thing that hurts Yuri when Cueto comes back up. It oh yeah. Rogers. I didn't even think about Cueto. Uh, so yeah, yeah it definitely could. Did you see Rojas, uh, pitching had a little Cueto wind up? Last night. No, uh, I didn't even, I didn't see that. I'll have to go back and watch that. I like that. Well, you know, as long as he can try to impact uh, the Diamondbacks somewhere, because it really hasn't been with his bat mm, as of recent. Yeah. Not they so played him at second much. yesterday. It was weird. 
So yeah, you can not play them at all if you want. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, blind plays. Bogman's going to make me look like a big, stupid idiot. So you're going to want to tune in for that right here on In This League. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Get it! All right, Boggs, blind plays. Bogman has put together five blind plays that you can play together with us. And be honest, be honest if you get them or you don't get them. Bogman, lay out the rules, the rules of the road and what you put together. Look, I put together um, 30 days here. These are all going to be 30 days. And there's going to be some interesting names. I tried to pick ones that we haven't done a ton of here. you know, maybe I succeeded. Maybe I didn't a little. There's a couple guys here I know we've talked about. But the first one, uh, we're going to go hitters. Player one, Welsh. Over the last 30 days, eight runs, four homers, 12 RBI, four stolen bases, hitting 345. That is player right. number one. Player number two, 12 runs, so four more. Only two homers, two less, 22 RBI, so 10 more RBI. For only one stolen base to four for player one, but is hitting 400 over the last month in 80 at bats to 345 for player number one. So player two owns run RBI average. Player one owns the big counting stats of homers and stolen bases. Way less than ABs too for player number one. So, oh, you're right. Yeah, take, 80. Take that into consideration. I feel like I should know who player two is. And I will tell you, I think I'm actually struggling. My gut tells me that player, that player, I guess, well, I was going to say player one. Okay, it's got to be player two is the lesser of the players. Player one is the better. But he's not. You want, you that. want, uh, so, so I'm we'll going to need this. the first hint. I'm it's going to be three hints hint. like strikes. It's going to be, we're going to just do this from now on. Three hints, right? Yeah. So, first one, do you want position or league? Position. First base. Okay. I think that helps. The stolen, oh, stolen bases throw me off. The RBI are big. Okay. So, hint number one these are first basemen, eight, four, 12, uh, 345 batting average, four homers, four stolen bases for player one, 22 RBI for player two with a 400 batting average. It's a lot of RBI. Okay. I think I have a guess for player two. Okay. Before the next uh, set of hints, Josh Naylor. Boom. Got it. Okay. Yep. That's number one. My hands are down, by the way. So I, had, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. clicking anything. I'm si- I'm actually literally sitting on my hands. Okay. First base helped. I didn't pick a player, by the way. I would say I would probably pick player one. Um, and this is going to be the bigger player. He's stealing bases at first base, hitting homers. I wonder if he doesn't qualify. If he, Okay, give me the second hint. Uh, National League. Both National League? Or the player one is National League? Yeah, player one is National League. Uh, player two is obviously American League. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, duh. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Um, this guy's been good player. One isn't Freddie Freeman, right? No, not way too few at bats for Freddie. That's what I was. Oh yeah. Yeah. The less at bats here. Okay. Yeah. Give me the third hint. Um, replacement player playing for an injured guy, but having a great month, not a star. Like you thought complete opposite. Okay. (laughs) Replaced a pretty good first baseman. 
Okay, so he's a replacement first baseman. In the National League West. National League West. Rhymes with Smolin Smones. With what? Smolin Smones. Smolin Smones? That doesn't help me. Well, it should, dummy. Smolin Smones replacing a first baseman in the National League West in Colorado? I, knew it was in, I could tell it was in Colorado. Who? I don't even know. Nolan Jones! Oh, no, Smolin Jones. Jones! Come on! <laughs> Hell's your problem? Where's yeah, your brain? I, you know what? Smolin yeah, did not whoa. bring his brain to blind plays today. That is I going to be... <laughs> he just yeah. unplugged his... <laughs> I unplugged my thing. You know what? Because Nolan Jones had four stolen bases this week. Small and small. Right. I'm sorry. Small and small. I, as soon as you said first base in NL, I knew it was in Colorado. My brain completely fried on who the first baseman was. So, cause so Nolan Jones <laughs> and Josh Naylor, I would have picked Nolan Jones, I think for the, the counting stat stuff, but I'm Josh Naylor rest of season, 80 at bats, 422 RBI and 80 at bats. He's going to have a hundred RBI this year. But but here's the thing though, with Naylor being kind of streaky, is he gonna? Uh, I, I don't. know. He's gonna have dips. He's gonna have like peaks and valleys. Right now, he's peaking. He's gonna valley. Uh, you know, per, pretty soon here as well. So geography with Bogman. That's oh, right. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I mean, I do get points because I absolutely nailed Josh. Yeah, Naylor you got Josh Naylor crazy. after hint one. Yeah, yeah. So, but Schmoll and Schmoons. I for some Schmoll reason Schmoll, even Schmoll and Schmoons. You're uh, Schmoll and Schmoons completely fried uh, my brain my i had nothing yeah. i couldn't get yeah. anything my my schmollen schmoll was your fault uh, yeah my fault all right all right uh mine play number two welsh uh, we're going hitters again another one over the last month these guys are within three ab's of each other so very very close uh first player one 22 of 95 12 runs six homers 18 rbi one swipe only hitting 232 though uh player number two uh, 98 RBIs, 32 for 98, 15 runs, four homers, so two less homers, three more runs, 14 RBIs, so four fewer RBI, uh, four fewer stolen base or four more stolen bases at five and hitting 327. Okay. So player so one clearly player pop. two is the worst player. Player one is the better player here. Mm, we'll see. Okay. Uh, I need my first hint, and if you're giving me the options, definitely position. Uh, we'll say middle infield. Okay. So then one is the second baseman. One's a shortstop. Ooh. Okay. Middle infield shortstop, second base second player base, ones. Really. What's that? Second base. Really? So they're both well, really guys is DHing a bunch, but yeah, second base. Okay. Well, another not, I was about to say neither one of them is Lisa rise. Nope. Cause there's homers and stolen bases here. Um, six <laughs> homers at two thirty-two with one stolen base, and player number two, a lot more stolen. Four homers. Five. I'm gonna need a second uh, clue. Uh, both in the National League. Is player one? Oh yeah, I should. I should pick. I mean, I, it's hard to not pick player two here, even though I know sure. player one's gonna be the big name. Is player one Francisco Lindor? No, it's a good guess. Okay. Not close though, not that big. Okay, I just the bad average with the homers. I guess you said second base too. Um, is player two Tommy Edmond? No. F. <laughs> I need the third hint. Uh, okay, how about 
player one is on the same team as Tommy Edmond. Is player one Nolan Gorman? Player one is Nolan Gorman. Really? 232 he's been struggling? Big homers. I was going to guess Nolan Gorman, but I talked myself out of it because the average. Six homers, 18 RBI. That's still good. 232 stanks. So that's the second baseman, and that's probably who you meant who was DHing. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So then the uh, so then the other guy's got to be a clear second baseman because that's why you were indifferent about it. Mm-hmm. Five stolen bases, NL fours, and I guess the hint was only to player one. <sighs> Trying to run through some teams here. Three twenty. All his games at second base, every single one of them. Every single is it Ozzy Albies? Nope. No, that's stupid idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jonathan India? Nope. NL East. So stupid. Um, Obviously not the Braves second baseman. Yep. I just forget the teams in the divisions. <laughs> the, <laughs> the NL East. Hold on, I got to look at the teams here so to get it. Mets, Marlins, Nationals, Phillies. Brandon, it's not Stott. That's it? Stott. It's Bryce and Stott. Over wow. The last Thirty days. Yeah, Stott. That's having a pretty, uh, pretty good year. I mean, that uh, that is a true five tool like outlook of a hundred at bats, three twenty seven, three hundred twenty seven runs, six homers, twenty six RBI, ten swipes on the year. So uh, in four of his forty two so OBP, sixty six percent of his homers have come in the last hundred at bats. Yeah. 98 at bats, technically. Okay. So that was it up. Gorman versus Stott. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's impressive. Like, I could tell the name. I mean, the names were kind of how I said it. Like, the better player was player one. They're not super exciting names, I suppose, for some people. But um, that's, I just wanted to that- show how well, you know, because Gorman started white hot. Yeah. Uh, and he is cooled down, and Stott is starting to heat up. So I just wanted to show the difference. The, the third one here. Um, we have one more hitting one and then two pitching ones. The third one here is more of your traditional, like old priest and a young priest, right? Okay. So we'll go to the first guy player one here. Um, 30 for 103 in the last month, 16 runs, five homers, 22 RBI, two swipes hitting 291. That so that's the one. bad player. Uh, player two, 26 of 99, 18 runs, five homers. 12 RBI, so 10 less, uh, two more runs, same homers, three stolen bases, so he's got one more stolen base, hitting 263 over the last So month. player two must hit a, a higher point in the order, and number player one has got to be hitting like three or four. All right, give me my position as hint one. Outfield. Outfield, okay. So now, okay, so outfield... Player one, five homers, two stolen bases, 291, 22 RBIs. I'm going to assume is not a huge player. And the other guy hitting is player two, Starling Marte. No, that's a good guess. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's go to hint number two. Uh, Hint number two, player one, NL, player two, AL. Is player two Kyle Tucker? Good guess. Not him. Damn it. Is player two Julio Rodriguez? No, another good one. I mean, same division for both those guys. 
because he's leading off. Okay, well then S. Uh, again, we're back to the division thing. Here. Uh, who else? Would it be? Oakland, Rangers, Texas, Seattle, uh, Houston, and the other guys. Uh, who am I forgetting? The Rangers. Yeah, I said the Rangers. Oh, um, so. well, it's clearly not the other team. You're eliminated. That yeah, so this it's is not that be... team, right? Is so. player to Ramon Lariano? Uh, it's the Angels, by the way. No, it's not. I stink. I stink at this game. Who am I forget? Is player two Jared Kelnick? Uh, player two is a guy that I really like, and you and Mason uh, and Spore didn't against Cor- Corbin Carroll to start the year. Adolis Garcia. Yeah, look at that. He got it with only All right. 17 Adoles, guesses. Only uh, 17 heads. All right, but player number one then. That's the tougher the- one. NL East. So once again, Braves, Marlins, Phillies, Mets, Nationals. Oh, um, Jorge Soler. Oh, same team. Jesus Sanchez. Nope. Brian oh, Dela Cruz. That's it. Brian Dela Cruz. <laughs> the whole there field. you All go. Right. <laughs> Brian Dela. Wow. Brian Dela Cruz versus Adolis Garcia over the last month, and not. I'm not even sure. Arguably, uh, Garcia uh, Dela Cruz has been better. I mean, he's hitting 18 points better, and um, you know, uh, has 10 more RBI, one fewer stolen base. I'd say that's that's better than. Uh, okay. Adolis over the last month. And that yeah, is and why, I get, like, this is the profile. This is what Adolis does. He, he'll struggle, but even a struggle, he's not terrible. He's still pretty good, you know, but this is him struggling. This is him not being white hot. What's interesting is I thought clearly player two was like a top two hitter, but I think Adolis is like a, he's a cleanup he player. Like, yeah. He hits like four or five for the team. So that wasn't that that's crazy. The RBI numbers too. Cause remember, didn't he have like a 10 RBI game? Yeah. Have like a single 10 RBI game or something like that. Not like, in the wow. last 30 days. So not so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, those are let's good. see. Adolis. I just want to see um, where he is hitting in the lineup. He has been. Yeah. Fourth. Every yeah. Cause Simeon leads off and Seager yeah. hits two every single day. So then it's, right. and then Nate Lowe usually hits three. So that makes sense. Yeah. Adolis. So, all right, now we go to pitchers. Welsh. I'm sure it's going to get easier. Uh, yep. Player number one. 31.1 innings in the last month, three wins, 26 strikeouts, a 201 ERA and a 115 whip versus player two, 27 innings pitched in the last month, one win, 23 strikeouts, a 467 ERA and a 178 whip. See, my, my only problem with this is like this one's yeah, yeah. blatant. You didn't, yeah, yeah, you, yeah you, but, you know, but player two is clearly the good player, player one yes, is not, but there's no redeeming yes. factor to player two. You're right, but when you hear the names, there's no way, there's not a burning embers chance in hell you would take player one over player two, and that's the whole point of doing this. Okay. Um, all right, give me hint number one. Player two leads the league in war for pitchers. How about that? Pretty easy Oh, one. Zach Gallen. Boom! Yeah. Get it out of the park. Player two going right. to be the tough one now. Uh, been really good plays in the American League East. And there's a starting pitcher on the team. We're going, we're hurrying it up. We're, we're, uh, we're going, uh, Kyle Bradish. No, that's a good one. Not him. Not different team. Eliminate the, uh, Jose Barrios. That's it. Jose Barrios. Boom. Yes. Number two for Zach Allen. Okay. So that's pretty good. But Barrios has been really good. What is, you know, what are the odds that Barrios is going to be pretty solid for the rest of the year? What do you think? Oh, I think it could be 50. He's a 50, 50 guy. Always, but, but he goes through those streaks, you know, like it's going to fall apart. The streaks we, you and I have been talking about like gallon's been going through a little thing, 
Um, Strider's going through a little thing too, by the way. He, yeah, I mean, these today. guys just, you know, they, they, um, it's right before the break, kind of hitting a wall, got a lot of innings because they're the good pitchers on our team. Like, it makes sense. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 Okay. That was a good one. But, uh, but I mean, Barrios has gone from a 471 ERA in uh, April to a 319 in May down to a 225 uh, in June here. So That's pretty impressive. But I know I, he I, just I wonder, keeps getting like, better. Is that like a sell high opportunity? I don't know what you can really sell for uh, for a guy like Barrios, though. But I think I think Barrios is a buy right now since he's improved three straight months. I think you're right. He's going to hit a blip, and there's going to be probably a string of starts that are aggravating if you're rostering him. I wouldn't expect him to be a stud for the rest of the year, but he's kind of proving himself again, which is yeah, what I'm we need a- after his last couple seasons have been ugly. I'm taking a look his the zone stuff though. I wonder not even looking yet. I feel like his changeup is going to have the highest whiff percentage. Oh yeah. <laughs> just by looking at his zone chart here, the fastball is just dead middle. He the slurve is hitting too much of the plate. The sinker is all around. The changeup is painting the corner and w- I mean maybe that's always been the way but uh 36% whiff rate on the changeup just by looking at the zone chart is the number 1 He's got a 33% on the on the slurve, which is actually kind of impressive. He has the highest CSW percentage of his career right now. Yeah, and last year 24% whiff percentage on the changeup. So, I mean that should like that pitch has been probably the biggest change of all of them and batting average against is kind of low across the board outside of his his uh forcing, which he's throwing less. That might be the success. 21% usage from 28 last year so maybe there's been like a rolling chart of that so far throughout the year yeah maybe some of this is believable i will point out a full run higher expected era than current but that a lot of that might be in the early season no his maybe Sierra he's just sustainable so like just a, it's like 415 and his era is uh 361 yeah 415 sierra 361 era so yeah i mean He's leaving him over the middle middle of the plate a little bit too much, so there will be that hiccup. But been pretty good, so I just yeah. wanted to point that out. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the last one, and see, this is where I'm tricking you, Welsh. Uh, 38 innings pitched, one win, 44 strikeouts, a 3.55 ERA, and a 108 WHIP. That's player one versus player two. 35.2 innings, five wins. Wow. Over the last month, 26 strikeouts only though. So way more strikeouts for player one, a one, two, six ERA. So much better uh, 2.3 runs lower and 0.84 under one whip player two has been outstanding over the last month. Yeah. There's the tricks here. Big strikeouts versus the wins. I, my initial reaction is still player one. Because it's a low whip. I don't, the ERA is high, but it's a low whip with big strikeouts and wins are not predictable. So I'm going to guess that's the better player versus the five and O's, the worst player. But I'm Correct. regardless, I'm still picking player one. All right. So what's my first hint? Uh, both National League uh, NL Central. Okay. Um, Second guy should be easy. Who's been really hot in the NL Central over the last like month? That would be the Cardinals, Pirates, Cubs, Reds, and uh, God, I always do this with the other team, Brewers. Okay, is player two Marcus Stroman? That's correct. Marcus Stroman. So good. I'm so 
this game. Um, <laughs> it gave you a lot of hints, but play you didn't give me any hints there. You just said the I Central. just said NL East and named NL- off all the teams. Yeah, well, I heard uh, NL Central. I mean, well, that's it, not a that's not a hint. I just got that's know not what a hint. Naming off all know the teams. The, I mean, you being like, what's the other team? I could cross off Milwaukee, but you just named the teams. That's we're good. We're good here. I'm smart. All right. The second player, is he also central? So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess that. Oh, Corbin Burns. Yeah. Even though you just said cross off Milwaukee. It is. I'm so good. I'm so good at this game. Went from a big, dumb, stupid idiot to the smartest man alive on that last one. Corbin, I think you might have false confidence on, on, on some of these guesses, but you got him on that last one. Uh, You you got him both. What do you think though? Uh, Corbin Burns, are we, uh, we get back to it? Yeah, I I've been, I've been trying to buy back in a little bit. Like there's some later inning inconsistencies on the last two starts I've watched. He also really wants kind of like gallant. I feel like he's really wanted the corners that he's not getting, you know, maybe it's getting squeezed a little bit, but um, I like where he's going. He's getting deeper into games. That cutter is just, uh, I think it's a cutter has been given guys fits. So um, yeah, like I said, even seeing like a high ERA, seeing a low whip like that, like right around one, I think definitely tells you more of the story and the high strikeouts and stuff like that. And I'm actually surprised Stroman strikeouts have been low because those were picking up early in the year. They've just kind of tapered off, but didn't we didn't via the um, barrel rapport last week, we find out that the highest quality starts in the league was Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Stroman has been on and, and of course, you know, he says stupid things all the time, but it is most, uh, I'm not an analytics guy. Analytics don't count confidence in, in uh, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, like there's a Tim know. Robinson bit in there. I'm not analytics. I'm not worried about any of this. You know, it just shows a whole blue page behind him uh, on baseball savant. He's like, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of this. Oh, that's my new, that's my new thing. I should do baseball savant (laughs) things. Like, yeah, you sure about that? I don't worry about it. Brent, Brandon Fott's pretty good. You sure about that? Uh, Dolce Garcia might be better than uh, Corbin Carroll. You sure about that? You sure about (laughs) that? that XERA. I don't worry about it. I'm not worried about any of this. All right, so I'm smart. I win at the end. Uh, definitely a struggle in the middle there, but we got through it. Uh, some good ones. So how did you guys do? Let me know if you absolutely crushed it and destroyed me on it or, you know, want to give me some credit on it. Good job, Bucks. Those are some really good ones. Some good names out there to throw as well. Open some eyes. All right, let's finish this bad boy off with the mailbag, ball bag, listener voicemail. That's what it is. We'll do it right after this. Voicemails at in this league at gmail.com. In this league at gmail.com. Uh, that is where you guys want to hit what? We just got a little news breaking in the middle Uh-oh. of the show. Vinny Pascantino out for the season with the torn labrum. Season? Torn labrum. Might rethink Not that Salvador Perez yeah. trade stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Royals, you sure about that? You sure about that? Are you sure about that? <laughs> Royals with Vinny Pasquantino. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm not worried about any of this. You guys are getting so sick of it. I'm so obsessed with Tim <laughs> Robinson. I just watched his entire show over the last two days on Netflix. It Most is. Call me at 1 a.m. 
yesterday to tell me about Tim Robinson's special. I was working in my office and I decided to put it on and one bit had, I was crying. I was tears in my eyes crying after laughing for a half an hour. And I just had to call Bogman and he didn't pick up. And then I told him about it and I just <laughs> cry. I'm, a, I'm absolutely obsessed right now. It is, it, it's dark. It's dark humor, which I love probably the most. And it's got a very like Andy Samberg, Lonely Island meets like um, Adult Swim. And it's just, it's killing me. So it's, it's obsessive in my life right now. But in this league at gmail.com, that is where you send your voicemails in. I was saying ball bag a whole lot. Uh, that is technically what we call it, but it's the voicemails. Record yourself 60 seconds or less. If you want, you know the drill. It's going away if you don't. Um, trades, player talk, whatever it is we've got here. So we've actually got we got a fourth one that came in, but I will tell you one of them is from our boy Jack, but it's like a video. So I don't know okay. what it is. So we'll uh, we'll do that maybe at the end here. Sure. But our boy uh, Elmo. Elmo. So remember, Elmo. I said the guys that had your number. So Jack has your number. I don't think Elmo has your number, but Elmo is going to be our first up here. So Adam, what you got, brother? Hey guys, it's Elmo calling in from uh, the Mars Rover phone booth. <laughs> uh, Bluetooth in my vehicle. 3 a.m. driving to work. You guys wondered what I did for work. Well, it's factory. Working a factory making six-inch elbows for heating and cooling ducts. I yeah, hour these are above average elbows, if you ask me. So. <laughs> Drive one way, so yeah, I'm out early. My question this week is 15-team Roto League. I'm dead smack in the middle, team number eight. Uh, my pitching is what's carrying me. My batting is weak. The only person I got really good is Yo Darren, your darn Alvarez. He's out hurt. Anyway, somebody dropped Anthony Volpe, so I picked him up. For the future, because it's a keeper league. My shortstop right now is Carlos Correa. So I'm thinking about trying to trade him and, and uh, match him with one of my closers, probably Jensen, trying to get a better bat. But you think that's a good idea to keep Volpe for the future and trade Correa? Anyway, minutes up. Bye. What was uh, what, How did we say? Your darn? Your darn? Your darn. Your darn. Your darn. Your darn. Your darn. I like that. Your darn. He's going to be out for a little bit. You're um, yeah, I love picking up Volpe. We just talked about it. I mean, we kind of got already got yeah. your answer. So pick yeah. up Volpe for a keeper. And trade Correa. Yeah, trade him for one free massage. If you could trade him for something fun, I'm not sure. Like I'm not like you, and like trade. I would just get the hell rid of him. Trade him. Make sure it's something nice. Mm-hmm. Like Volpe's not hitting well, but hopefully it's going to turn around. So you Arby's might want to sit on a little bit. They but, have yeah, the meats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still have my Arby's gift card, by the way. I do. And actually, I think I found one. Uh, not too far from me. So one of the yeah. oh really? Yeah. Okay. I can go get not called something else. There. What's yeah. the thing that's called like Hardy's? Uh, Carl's Junior. It, it would be, it. but they're still called. There's not anyone near me. Uh, but I think that in Texas they're still called Carl's Junior. So. <laughs> Did I tell you by the way? My uh, son the other day I took it. We went to one of the uh, complex league games, and he asked. He was like, "Do you have a YouTube channel?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we have it. We haven't put a, we haven't put enough stuff on it, and it's <laughs> it's outdated." He went to it, and he's like, "Can I watch a video?" And I'm like, "Eh." I'm like, they're all boring. Yeah. Like an you hour. sure about that? I'm like, you sure about that? <laughs> and then he and he's like, "What about this one where Bogman eats kale?" And I was like, "I don't know if there's cursing in it." And we and we watched that, and we and he put it on. And uh, there's a little he's bit. He's not laughing you. at all. In no, he, he actually You're thought it was really laughing. funny. Uh, he also loved that I didn't curse at all. And Uncle Bogman cursed. But in yeah. it, we were referencing the Carl's Jr. stuff. And he didn't understand that. Eat kale. 
Yeah. Of course, I'm going to be. It's pretty fun. It's pretty funny video. He like he liked yeah. the editing that I did with it because there because it's a whole production of like me shopping to get the kale and uh, eating a donut before and then making Bogman eat it. If you guys want to go check it out, but we were laughing about that. But there were Carl Jr. references in there, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, back in the day when Bogman wanted to punish himself. Yeah, it'd be way, true death if he did it now at 40 years old. You can't do that. Uh, it's a young man's j- game. J- just so you know, Carson Kelly starting again today. Ugh, three three straight days. Restraint. I am so yeah. sick of it. I am so. <laughs> I am worried about it. I am worried about it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that that's happening. But um, yeah, hey, we're we're with you, Adam. Good stuff there. Get yeah, a new great Bluetooth. move. Get a new mm-hmm. Bluetooth though. Nah, All nah. Right. I like it. Like, it. It does have a good feel. For it, it. It's got personality. Keep. I it. won't not air it. I'm saying. I just, that's right, Elmo. Yeah. Keep. You know it. something to update. I, I get on Bogman about his Bluetooth too. Actually, I don't mind your Bluetooth anymore. I hate when you put me on speaker because then I hear myself come back now on your new phone. I don't ever but use Bluetooth. I'm only using speaker. Bogman got a brand new phone, by the way. I did. And I know it's a new phone because when he puts me, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what's happening here? And he's like, oh, I got you on speaker. Your old phone didn't do the thing. What kind of phone do you yeah, have? Well, you told me to get it's the same thing, but but updated. So but which one is it? Know. Is it like the 20? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever the newest uh, Galaxy is. So yeah. Bogman Android will not person. do Apple. Will not no. do Apple. Not doing it. I've gone back and forth. I'm back to iPhone, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Um, Actually, you know what? Let's go to Steve. Steve sent one in last second. He barely got it in. Steve, he said, busy week. Hopefully he made the cut. You did get it, Steve. What do you got? Nice. Hey, guys, got a quick question for you this week. I'm wondering who you would prefer rest of season in a standard head-to-head categories league between Brandon Lowe and even Orlando Arcia. So between those two, who you got rest of season? Looks like Lowe's injury is a little bit worse than originally anticipated and he's just not been good um still hitting the ball hard but uh just not much else what do you think rest of season who you got low or arcia wow um and it's he's it's so weird like all those guys at one time were like on the same team they're all yeah I know. and two of Josh them low and brandon low and nathaniel Love. I don't know if you ever listened. Did you know I, I had that conversation with Josh uh, in the AFL a couple of years ago? The low oh, really? situation. Yeah, we low were talking Lau. about that. And he's like, it pretty much happens all the time with everybody. I mean, look, uh, you just say the name, how the guy says it, you know, like how the person says it. I, I, I always, you know, maybe it's spelled the same as pronounced different. It's fine. It's annoying, but that's just the way it is. So, yeah, um, um, I'm this is fine. If, well, but like keeper, I still been want bad, Lau. dude. He's uh He's been bad. Like uh, he hit 233 in April. He hit 185 in May, and he's hitting 111 uh, in June. Only the two games. He's not uh, gonna be so back far. until after the All Star break. He's got a herniated disc. Two to three weeks. That's gonna take you right up to the All Star break. Then let him rest. So then, so he's back. Like, or maybe he comes back right before, or it's like right after the all-star break and that's into july he stunk his strikeout rate is the highest of his uh second highest of of his career if you don't if you want to be out i'm cool they got too many guys they've also got a litany of these players that that you know the arondas and when curtis mead gets healthy that they could throw out there you want to go with arcia that's fine by me i just don't yeah arcia is hit over yeah he's hit over 300 every month 333 in april 301 uh, in June, three Oh three in may, like he's just, he's been good and the Braves are obsessed with him for whatever reason. So yeah, I I'm, I'm okay. Either way. I think Brandon Lau has the higher ceiling, so I'll stick with him, but I I'm with the Welsh. I do not mind if you want to just rock Arcia. 
Yeah, exactly. 100%. All right. Uh, we got the Barrow Report, and then we'll see what's up with our boy Jack Barrow. Bogman, Welsh, it's the Barrow Report. Hi, buddy. It's a me, Barrow. I thought the reason for cars were to get me the point A to point B and on weekends point C until I got my 2001 Echo Toyota. Now I still have that same thought process. <laughs> All I need in a car is a AC and heater and a working cigarette lighter window. Oh. Three questions. Can Tommy Pham play well enough to earn a consistent playing job? No, no. Mauricio Dubon, Astros, is he better than Luis Arise? And I have Royce Lewis better than Ellie De La Cruz rest of the season. Oh. Pop quiz. Who has the most stolen bases in the NL Central? Alrighty then. Later, taters and baiters. Washington, Atlanta. All right, he has the answer at the end of this. Uh, the most in the NL Central. I'm back to my... <laughs> my divi- All right, looking at the divisions. Reds, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Cubs, and St. Louis. I Horner? would say... What? Was that Horner? Ooh, I wasn't thinking Horner. That's a great guess. Okay, you got Horner. I'm getting a little Horner there. Um... <laughs> You know, Yelich is. I'm gonna go with Yelich. Yelich is like 16 or 17. Oh, okay, wow. so let's let's hear what it is. To Barrow Sama out. Bay. Bay. Oh, Juwan Bay. Good call. We are both dumb, stupid, idiot <laughs> morons, dummies. Good call. All right, I think I was close though with Yelich, and Horner was a great bet. He just missed time. I think is what took him away. Uh, is there a see. question in there, by the way? By him? Uh, by the way, isn't it? It's actually Corbin Carroll now. So uh, Corbin Carroll is nineteen. Swipe. Well, no, he said NL Center. Oh, NL Center. You're right. You're right. I was thinking NL. Don't you know your divisions, uh, dummy? I don't. Uh, by the way, it's uh, Yelich has sixteen and Horner has fifteen. So oh, we were good. And what is Bay? <laughs> well, where's Bay? I don't see Bay on here. So Bro, he did. Go, he did send us a couple days ago. Take take so. off qualified. Oh, uh, yep. That's the it. the birdie you're effect, right. fan graphs. Right. I can tell the what site you're on. Stupid. Uh, let's Dumb. see. Stupid idiot. idiot. I'm not worried about any of this. Yeah, he has 19 as well. Wow, so, 19. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Good, yeah. good stuff there. 271. What were the um, uh, what were the player debates that he had in the middle there? I don't. Did he have player debates? I thought he had one. Uh, well, we have to go back and listen to the whole uh, barrel. Bogman, is he better than Luis Arise? And I have Royce. Oh yeah, he has the, um, Dubon. Yeah, yeah, Dubon, Dubon better, better than Arise. That, that's... I mean, like I do the I do the Arise stuff, but like I would rather Arise is um, two big categories. Nothing else. Dubon is inconsistent. And... Well, Altuve gets Vinny Pascantino. Why can't I say his name? Pascantino. Uh, <laughs> Vinny P. If he gets Vinny P., I'm like an old person trying to say Chipotle here. That's what I do uh, with Albert. Pascantino. The tight end. I'm just like Alberto. <laughs> Albert Aquabanon. Yeah. Aquabunum, however you say it, it's, it's Aquimina. different. Aquimina. <laughs> Alberto, oh my God. You, the best thing in the world was when I was doing the CFF pod with Lob and Froton was getting John Lob to say Albert O. That was a lot of fun. Like the real, the full name? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Aquabunum. Aquabunum. Yeah, yeah. Is, is what it actually is. But yeah, Vinny Pasquantino. If we get, if we get Altuve news like that, then Dubon might be worth. Yeah, I might. I would agree. I might but, feel a little bit different about that if he's hitting at the the high end point. But yeah, but it just yeah. it furthers the whole like 
what do you value and blah, 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 blah. And it's like batting average is awesome. Point it's, we, it's not talking about him in points leagues and stuff, but I haven't really heard. I haven't got a lot of hate on their right stuff. I think people kind of, I think know the situation. It. Yeah. yeah. People get it. People get what we're talking about here. We're just uh, joshing around here. All right. So Jack said, this is a gift for Bogman, mm. but it's a movie. So is it 20 minutes long? How long is it? I don't know. It, it's a dot MOV. So this is a movie. So I don't know what this is. I don't want to set this up that one time. I'm like, oh, we got, all these, like, well, we got songs and whatever. And one wasn't even a song. So okay. we'll see what this is. I downloaded it. And here we go. This is from Jack. It's a gift to Bogman. Power of guidance. ECS communications. Ah! Warm up the uh, pyros for the yes! parachutes and the command module. over it. Warm up the uh, pyros for the parachutes and the command module thrusters. The thrusters are going to put you over budget on amps, Ken. Well, they've been sitting at 200 below for four days, John. they got to be heated. Fine, then trade off the parachutes. Something. <sighs> well, if the chutes don't open, what's the point? Ken, you're oh. telling me what you need. I'm telling you what we have to work with at this point. I'm not making this stuff up. They're going to need all these systems, John. We do not have the power, Ken. We just don't have it. What is this? What about the batteries from the LEM? What? This is Apollo 13. This is, uh, they're trying to figure out how to get enough power to power the Apollo 13 back up so that they can shoot off the the parachutes for re-entry. So this is them. This is a scene from Apollo 13. They're trying to figure out how to get this power. uh, And they, they find out how to do it because they have a coil that goes from one ship to the other one because they were supposed to land on the moon, right? So they're they're supposed to get in the, it's called the uh, LM. They're supposed to get in the LM and go down to the moon and then come back up and they have a power coil that gives power from the main ship to the LM and they figure out how to reverse it to get the power to turn everything on uh, for when they're landing. So that is, that's that scene. And I I can't find that on YouTube to download it, to put it in, uh, you know, in the clips and mocks and stuff. So it is a gift because he went and found the movie, spliced that scene and sent it to us. So now I can have it for drops. So one thank you time, very much, Jack. I love you. One time, like within the last year, I did something on like a, a I was like a live streamer of Potters. I, I, you know what I think it was? I think it was during our, when we were doing a lot of the live streams on the Twitch and someone was like, I, I'm fascinated with how Welsh's brain works. And I think they wanted like an insight into it. What just happened there? <laughs> I am beyond. I think I forget sometimes how fascinated I am with how the rotaries in your brain are oh, yeah. moving around. And like you just turned in to like a fanboy like you would get on like a comic book thing or someone would tell someone, you sure. know, you ask any about anime and they're like, Oh, blah, 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 blade, blah, blah. Like you just did something. I don't know what happened. I can explain you this did one it. to you. Actually. You did it for Apollo 13. I can explain this one. Actually. I didn't have cable in my house until I was 15 years old. So we had the three fuzzy channels, uh, and VHS. So I had like 11 VHS tapes. So I, probably could give you every single line from Apollo 13 and Jurassic Park because I was tired of watching the news and, you know, PBS and, uh, you know, all the basic channels every single night. So that is why I know all of those lines from Apollo 13. I I, I actually literally like I 
it was an out of body experience while you were going through that. You became it was like Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about that you were citing this? That was uh, I. Your brain is as fascinating as I can think. Yeah, of. but this is we were talking about it on the show the other day. No, I know that. I can't find that that wild. clip. So you know, Jack just went out, found it, clipped it, and sent it. Because he's the greatest person that's ever lived. So thank yeah, you, Jack. And yeah, that. yeah, there's a the key too is we can actually take OBS, we can play something, record it, and then we can have that's the clips right. there too for a little uh, yep. for that. But thank you, Jack. That was a very nice present. And uh, yes, hopefully everything is going well with Jack. He said no song, very busy, but I know we'll get one in the near future. Maybe we're an all star break. Don't press yourself. Keep uh, keep up the good work. Keep up the acting, and keep up all of you with your amazingness and hanging out with us. Thank you guys for doing so. Go to InThisLeague.com where you guys can sign up on the Patreon. Have so much fun with us. Bogman and I might be doing a streamy stream thing on Friday. Just be on the lookout for that. I always say, if you just follow us on Twitter, that's like the safety net to all the stuff. Um, as well, we post things in the group me room. So if you know, you'll always kind of be in the know if you're a part of um, the ITL army and you're at least an LT, you're in the sport rooms. We post that type of stuff. You'll be in the know. But thank you guys for supporting kind of went under 700 to start the month. We're back over. So we appreciate you guys. Hopefully you want to keep hanging out with us. Drill as always, you know, the stuff I'm on CBS uh, for the Thursday episode. You'll hear we had a great episode of rates and barrels. We got fantasy pros the rest of the week and Bogman and myself are back again next week. Little guest episode, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and maybe some more Apollo 13 breakdowns as uh, Bogman does follow him on Twitter. Yes. Bogman sports me at, is it the Welsh? We out. Goodbye for now. And peace. For you.